We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about navigating life, love, and relationships, one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 104 of Married Millennials. We hope all of you guys had a very happy Easter or as black folks like to say, Resurrection Sunday. Yes, Resurrection Sunday indeed. Uh, Jesus in the house. <laughs> uh, we we didn't go to church this year, which actually I don't think we went last year either. Did we? No, I don't think we did. So it's two years in a row that we haven't been to church on Easter. Stop judging. While y'all listening right now, I can feel your, your whole heart and your spirit stirring with judgment. No need. I, I also just... I don't feel like you have to go on Easter because I feel like that's where everyone who feels like they should go and feels guilty for not going goes. And that's why the best pastors don't preach an Easter sermon on Easter. Yeah, they preach something that's really going to It's like, I'm going to give you this message. Let me just move your heart and your soul. Because even if you don't go to church often, you know the whole Easter story. Yeah. We we know the resurrection story. We get it. We understand it. So if I'm a pastor, I'm coming with some heat and, and delivering the truth. And I know there. I know more. I've heard more stories of pastors going away from the, the traditional, traditional Easter yeah. sermon because of that exact. As reason. they should. I want, I originally wanted to do a sunrise hike. That that was my my thing. I was going to do a sunrise hike, rise with the Jesus. That was my plan, and then I slept right through that. Yeah, this, but I did pray the moment I woke up. Yeah, this time change is is still. That's the only ba- The only downside of of the spring time change. Is it takes? It's not till seven o'clock till the sun comes up. Like I enjoy when it's about six o five, six ten. You start to yeah. see the sun rays come through your window. Like when it's pitch black at six o'clock and you're trying to roll over, it's just real. It's real difficult. Yeah, the other time change messed us up too. We got to stop changing the time. We just have to leave it how it is right now, and just move. Just forward. a universal time. What yes. was the reason behind daylight saving time? I remember we looked something farmers up. Okay, farmers. Yeah, but. Technology has, has has to be improving to where this it, it doesn't need to be the same. Yeah, because there are some states that don't do it now. Yeah, I, I, we've got to get it together, people. It's messing up our gym time and our hike time. Okay? <laughs> Correct. So we spent the day pretty much chilling, and because we didn't go to church, which we normally do, we were like, "Oh, let's run all of our errands." Every place was closed. I didn't realize that every store shut down for Easter. Yes, because typically we're with family. Yeah, and we went out to. To run some errands, I'm like, okay, so every store is closed? Every store was closed. Okay, cool. So we're not going to get any of the errands that we thought we were going to get done today. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Which was nice because it was actually a forced day of rest, which is, well, you're technically supposed to do it on the Sabbath. I guess people would argue when that is, but it it kind of forced us into a day of rest, which was much needed. And we were able to go see Ready Player One. So good. So, so good. Go see it if you haven't already. Support Miss Lena Waithe in her role. The homie. Yeah. It, I mean, it was... I read the book, and I loved the book. And the movie was different from the book, and I loved the movie. Which, that doesn't normally happen. Normally, I'm like, this wasn't like the book, and I'm mad about it. But I understood the liberties that they took with the movie, and I felt like it made so much more sense um, as a, a visual experience. Yes, I, I didn't read the book, but the movie was very compelling. And as someone who used to be a gamer, 
I could respect the the passion and the craft behind it, but it was it was very well done. It was one of those movies that you're enthralled from the very beginning. You know, you, sometimes you watch a movie and it just takes 30, 45 minutes for the setup to go, and you're like, come on, I'm ready. It was like from the beginning, they did a very good job of introducing you to the storyline mm-hmm. and getting you hooked from the beginning. And then, of course, our friend Lena starred in the movie. Job well done by everyone in the entire film, and keeping true with Lena's victory, she was also on the cover of Vanity Fair. Which is huge. I think huge. she was only the, the sixth black woman who's graced the cover of Vanity Fair. That may not be the 100% statistic, but I know there is mm-hmm. a statistic that I came across and read. There hasn't been many who were black, black women on the, on the cover of Vanity Fair, and she's just out here clowning. I love just seeing black folks win, in particular our friends winning. It's a beautiful thing. And yes, while Sunday was very relaxing and enjoyable, Saturday might have been the highlight of this year. So Joy and I... The whole year? Not, not the whole year. I say, that's a lot of pressure. No, that is a lot of pressure because <laughs> obviously launching Purpose Over Profit was by far this was the, the a, biggest the highlight of the year. the best event. The social event yes. of the year. So Joy and I went to a soccer game, and as many of you guys know, Joy is not too keen I'm on the, sports. I'm the yay sports girl. Yeah, Correct. She's just, nah, okay, it is what it is. But she has always said that she would prefer to attend live sporting events. Yes. So we went to the LA Galaxy game this weekend, and for soccer fans out there, LA, and, and for non-soccer fans, I should say, the LA has a new MLS team in town. So this was the first time where both LA teams were meeting. So it was this big rivalry deal. And the Galaxy, a few days earlier had signed Ibrahimovic, which is one of the greatest soccer players in the world. So there was a lot of hype and buzz around it. The game starts and the LA Galaxy were just getting smacked. And our, a friend of ours worked for the Galaxy, so we were intentionally going for the Galaxy. We're not really soccer fans, but we will root for the team that yeah. <laughs> supports our friends living. So we, we were going for the Galaxy and they were just getting smacked up. They're down 3-0. to zero. And then they ended up scoring, and then the crowd starts chanting, you know, we want Zlatan, we want Zlatan, the, the big uh, player that they had just signed. So he comes in, the crowd. And he's been there for, like, what, two days? I don't, maybe two days. Yeah. So the, he comes into the game in the 71st minute, and the crowd goes nuts. Keep in mind, the Galaxy are down by three. Within a few minutes, he scores on this ridiculous shot. I mean, literally ridiculous. And as soon as he comes in, you can see his skill level is just 10 times greater than everyone else who was on the field. And he, he scores. Crowd goes nuts. He takes his shirt off. I'm hyped in the stands mm-hmm. just because everyone else is hyped. I was hyped. Yeah. It, it, I don't get hyped. I sit down when everybody else is like, yay. But yeah. I was like, this is a big deal. Yeah, it, that it, got me going. It was legit. So it was 3-2. The Galaxy were down. Then they ended up scoring again, not by you know, this their superstar. So then it was tied up 3-3. And then in the additional stoppage time, he ends up scoring a goal off of a header. Game over. Crowd loses their mind. In 20 minutes, this man scores two goals. And, the, and it, I'm telling you, the first 60 minutes were just dismal. It was not going to be a it win for dismal. LA Galaxy. Oh, like not I said, even close. 3-0. Like, it was... It was, it was ugly. We were just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so we were able to go out there. So not only did we see the first L.A. LA in-city rival game, we also got to see the first game of Ibrahim Avinch playing in the MLS. And then we got to witness him dominate in 20 minutes. Yes. So it was, an, it was historical, truly. It really was a historical um, uh, game. On many sides, like yeah. You could literally go to Twitter right now and type in Ibrahim Avinch, and you'll see like that 
day. It was like 200,000 tweets all across the world. It was everywhere. So to be in that arena while it was happening was a very fun experience. special. And now I want to go back to a soccer game. I'm not, I'm not even a soccer Me fan. Me too. I'm like, I think soccer might be my thing. I really do. And But here's the thing. I liked the whole overall vibe of it when we got there. I was like, oh, okay, I could do this. It just, there was something, there was a camaraderie about it. Even though I know there was a fight that broke out. But it didn't feel as vicious as other sporting events can sometimes feel. or Or as much of a scene. Like, it felt like people were there for... The soccer game, because sometimes in Los Angeles, when you go to a basketball game, it's a Hollywood are, event. People are out there. I hate to say, thoughting and plotting. Like it's yes. just like it is a Hollywood event. Yes, it's when like, you go into Staples Center, you are at a basketball game right now. Why are you stunting so hard? Like it's just, it's the most. And I just didn't see any of that there. Like there were a lot of families there, a lot of. Uh, just genuine fans wearing jerseys. It was just, it was cool. It was nice. I enjoyed it. Now, I do I do have a question for all the major sports fans out there. Joy had mentioned there was a fight in the stands. I want to know why and how your passion for a sports organization grows so large and is so intense <laughs> that, that you, you feel the need to fight another person about this sports team. Now, if you are like most people, you have to pay to get a ticket. You also have to pay for your paraphernalia, and you have to pay to park. So there's a lot of money that goes into your experience, and you get none of that money back. So if I'm paying $100, $200, and if you're a season ticket holder, you're paying hundreds of dollars, and, and you add in the apparel and all the special events, you may be paying thousands of dollars a year, and you're getting $0 back on that 1000 now, if I'm spending money like that, I, I, re- I just can't get work myself up to a place where I'm going to fight somebody else. I need, I need, some, I need some understanding here. Like, does your, how does your fandom run so deep that you are willing to be this ridiculous when it comes to a sports team? I'm a 49ers fan. I'm a Lakers fan. But I'll be damned if I get into an intent, heated sports debate on which team is better. I don't give a damn. These people are making millions of dollars while I'm trying to figure out how to make my first million. They're making millions a year. Yeah. And you out here sitting, we're talking debates and getting mad and upset. They're doing what they want to do. They are living in their purpose, living their best life. (laughs) And we are probably (laughs) escaping our reality to go watch them live in their purpose. And then I'm going to get in fights with you and waste my brain. Mm, 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 mm. So for all my, my sports fans who are listening, if, if, you're, if your fandom is on level 28, I just need you to bring it. Just, let's just come right back down on yeah. the reality and, and chill out. I'm, not, I'm okay. You can support your favorite team. But when it's too much, support. it's too much. You, but you know what? That's, fandom sometimes creates a frenzy. It's like Beyonce fans. Like You dare not say anything bad about Beyonce because people just stand so hard for her but my whole philosophy in life has been i cannot be a bigger fan of anyone else more than i am a fan of myself Mm, can you go ahead and repeat that for the people again please (laughs) so i cannot be a fan of anyone else more than i am a fan of myself and just in case they didn't Uh, hear you the first two times go ahead and repeat that a third time I am my number one fan and number one supporter (laughs) this is i i'm it I'm it. So, like, Beyonce's not more important than me. The LA Galaxy is not more important than me. And therefore, I'm not going to compromise my value and my freedom in society (laughs) for any, like, literally anyone else. 
I might not even do it for me. If somebody, if somebody's threatening me, I'm just gonna run away and be free. All right. You know that fight or flight response. I'm, I'm the, the flyer. <laughs> Fly away. What are you? Um, there's no need. I don't need to engage in hand to hand combat. I was gonna say you're just you. My words you will too, talk about yeah, it. My, yeah. my words are are, are too. Good. Justin really is. It's like let's talk about. Like, I've seen people be hot. <laughs> like he hits up with some very solid logic, and they'll be like. Okay, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna de-escalate situations. Yeah, there's there's right. there's no need to when your immediate response is like I'm gonna fight you. It is an inability to communicate your emotions responsibly and effectively. Yeah. So instead of getting to that point, let let's let's break this down and have a real conversation because most fights are started off nonsense. Mm-hmm. Now, if you come and do something disrespectful, you need to get your ass beat. Then hey, you got to get your ass beat. But ninety eight percent of the time, fights come from the inability to communicate really what's going on. So when I've been in those moments, I'm just going to break this down to a base level. This is what you're mad about. I'm really only pro fight if it com- if it's like you're protecting a child. And that's and that's when like, I, or that's, like a family, your wife, your like there 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 yeah, are reasons. Yeah, you have a different. Yeah. Yes, there there are reasons, and I'm I'm not downplaying those reasons. Yeah. But I would say in most times you can de-escalate a situation by just having basic logic and and really getting to the point. So this is why you're mad about. Okay, you're upset because okay, so this is dumb as hell. And then, <laughs> let's let's break this down and let's have a conversation. And I've been able to de-escalate almost every heated exchange I've been in for that reason. It just takes the ability to have it. Like I don't need to because again, I'm gonna sit up here. Oh, let me just get a fight. Woo rah rah, and then it solves nothing. Everybody just needs to calm down. They need to meditate. <laughs> they need to be one with themselves and get it together so we can live in a, just an agape love world. Correct. I don't promote violence at all. We actually meditated together for the first time this weekend, and I kind of jazzed about it because I've been asking Justin to meditate for I don't know how long. There's a difference between asking and nagging, and I, I don't know if there was, I don't know if Joy was quite asking or she was nagging me. I wasn't nagging you because it was more like. How do the yin yang twins go? Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> really? That's how you feel? <laughs> I hope people catch that because it breaks my heart when people are like, oh, have you heard of the Ying Yang twins? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, that's, that's, my, that's high school for me. But yeah, so how did you feel about meditating? It was enjoyable. I, this is something that I've wanted to do. And as I've explained to Joy, the more times you ask and insist, the least likely I'm going to do it. And Joy has scaled back significantly and I, my interest has grown. It's something I've always wanted to do. And everyone who I've encountered who meditates, and if you look at the success of, if you look at successful people, and I've really just been in the, the trenches, finding out and discovering and reading about the habits of, of those who are living lives that you want to live. And the, the common consensus is reading and meditating. <laughs> those are, those are literally two common denominators. Two of my favorite of the things. the majority of people who, who live in success and live in abundance. And I was like, okay, I, I really want to, to sit and meditate. And I remember when we interviewed Dr. Allison Hicks last year. If you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that. It was very, very good. She talked about the benefits of meditation. And I remember after we completed the interview, we spent another hour just talking about it and getting to know each other. And I was like, man, you really made meditation sound like an easy task and something that is enjoyable. So I was like, okay, I, I finally need to, to try this. And we, we got... We were at the house on, on Sunday, and I just said, you know what? I think I, I want to meditate. 
and we did an hour-long meditation. I was actually surprised that you picked such a long meditation for your your first journey into meditation land. People asked on social media, because I posted our yoga mats, uh, what we did. And what we did was a guided meditation on YouTube. It's a guy named Michael Seely. I love, love, love his meditations. He has sleep meditations, uh, morning meditations, you need to be awake for this meditation. <laughs> uh, but there, and there are s- slight hypnosis so that you can really go under and really just, I mean, focus, but not focus. You're, you're kind of, it's your subconscious that's getting on the information. But since I've been doing these meditations, I have been significantly more calm. I used to be a much more worked up, anxious, uh, nervous not nervous but kind of person i i can you tell that i've calmed down yeah <laughs> i have calmed down considerably i think when when you eventually calm down too you'll appreciate it and and i think that's you'll, it because i'm see. still high high strong yeah you're still on level 10 and and what's interesting is we were both functioning at level 10 for such a long time. And so when I started meditating coming down, I my tolerance for being able to deal with the crazy <laughs> was really much lower. But then because I was calm, my my patience actually deepened as well. It's very interesting. Very interesting. But I do. I recommend meditation to everybody because it's lots of things have changed my life within the last year or so. But meditation is a staple. It's definitely something that I can confidently recommend to everybody and say, do this. It is for sure going to help you. And how I started was doing 10-minute meditations in the morning. I started that way. And I did that for probably a couple weeks just to kind of get myself used to it. And then eventually I found Michael Seely and I did my, my breakthrough was I think it was detachment from overthinking or releasing subconscious blockages, one of those. And I did in the middle of the day, laid out my yoga mat, and I made it through the whole thing. And I think that one's maybe about 45 minutes. And I felt amazing afterwards. And from then, I was hooked. And I've done the 10 to 15-minute meditations with various apps, but I've always felt like the 10 to 15 minutes were too short. It was like right when I feel like my body is getting into it, they say, and you're done. Mm. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not done. So the reason why I chose a longer one is because I really wanted to actually feel it and see what it looks like. And about 50 minutes in is when I started to come back. And I was like, okay, I've been doing this for a long time. When, it, when is it over? And it was about 10 minutes later, the meditation actually finished. And I also did a sleep meditation to go to bed last night as well. So I meditated twice, Mm -hmm. and I plan on, again, meditating today and every day this week. I am going to begin the journey of calming my body down because I'm just, I'm a lot. I'm high strung. (laughs) I get quickly irritated on just about anything and everything. And again, the more I read and research those who live the way I want to live, they read all the time and they meditate. Mm -hmm multiple times a week and if I'm not doing both of those things then I can't complain if my reality looks like everyone else's well yeah no offense to those who are living in your realities but I'm I'm trying to live in a better (laughs) no offense uh yeah it's just it's just a result of not being centered that's all it is and meditation allows you to center yourself to create reconnect with you and not judge your progress or 
or how you feel by external factors. And it, it'll, you'll be able to react to your world from the inside out instead of letting the outside affect your inside. Speaking about improving realities that we want to live in, I was a featured guest on the podcast Talk 30 to Me. If you've not subscribed to their show, make sure you do that as well. Great supporters of ours. And I was a guest talking about purpose and my whole journey on what it's like is transitioning from an employee to being my own boss and the struggles and the the benefits of that whole nine. And it was a, a good 45-minute conversation, and we touched on, mm-hmm. on a lot of different things. And this is the first time I was a guest on another podcast, and that was very nice. The, there's something enjoyable about going in uh, into a medium that you understand, mm-hmm. but not having to worry about the production of it, the editing. It's, I'm going to just come out here, make sure my levels are good, and I'm going to deliver yeah. a strong interview. You just have to and do this home. part, the talking part. Yes. That which is, is, that, this is the fun part. This is the fun part. Yes, it was, it was very enjoyable, and the link is actually in my personal Instagram bio. So if you follow me on Instagram, at jriles, J-R-I-L-E-Z, you can click the link there to go directly to it to listen to the show. Or again, you can pull it up in any podcast app where you get your podcast and search Talk 30 to Me, and it's the most recent interview. But I, I mean, I appreciated Z and Turg having me out and, and talk about purpose. And, and one of the videos I shared and, and one of the questions, the one of the gentlemen asked me and said, isn't living in your purpose a selfish, selfish act? act. And I had never really thought of it from that perspective, and, and I responded quickly, and I said, no, living in your purpose is actually the most selfless thing you can do, because we've all been put on this earth to live out an assignment. Whether we fulfill that assignment or we don't fulfill that assignment, that is on our, our actions. Mm-hmm. But we all have a higher purpose in life, and choosing to live and walk in your purpose gives you the best opportunity to serve the world. The, the meaning of life, the purpose of life is to serve beyond you know, what your talents are uh, and, and, and what you accomplish in life. The underlying message of success is how can you serve other people? And when you are doing what you do and doing what you love every single day, you are going to benefit and serve millions of people across the globe. And let's look at what Oprah has done. Yes, Oprah is a mogul, but she has served and touched the lives of billions of people across the globe. Tony Robbins, E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, you know, the, you know, Elon Musk. These individuals are doing what they love. And because of that, they have served and improved the lives of billions of people yeah. across the world. Yes, they have amassed tremendous wealth and you know, people can look at those who are rich and successful as being selfish people. And it's like, no, this is a result of living my truth of walking in my purpose. So I was like, no, it's not a, a selfish act at all. You know, the, the selfish thing to do would be to go to work every day and live a life that is only serving you. And that's what I was doing. Okay, where can I go get a job that's going to pay me the money I want to make, that's going to give me the schedule that I want to want to have so I can have the life for me and my family. And only in that in that mindset, I was only thinking about me. I only cared about the money and how I was going to be able to live a life. So now that I've transitioned in, into an entrepreneur, my schedule is a lot harder. The money at right now is a lot shorter. And the expectations are a lot greater. But because of that, it, it's a, a renewed sense of, of mind and purpose and motivation. And I can see the amount of people I can touch. 
I, I, I see the vision. It's so clear, and I'm talking millions of people. And before, I couldn't see that, but I've, I've shifted my perspective and saying, you know, it doesn't, it's not just about me. It's about everyone else and what can I do. And because of that, I'm going to have to do the work, and I'm going to till the soil. And, and once those, those crops reap harvest, oh, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. For everybody. 100%. I'm proud of you, babe. I'm proud of Purpose Over Profit in general. I'm proud of your interview, and I'm proud to be your wife. And I, and I also want to say, you know, for those who who listen every week and are familiar with this journey, you know, I am working and becoming a full time public speaker. Uh, that's my career. That is what I'm doing uh, as part of Purpose Over Profit. And if there are any of you who run organizations or participate in groups who would like a speaker to come, you know, talk to your group. You know, the the basis of what I speak about is is finding and identifying your purpose and living in your purpose and having the the courage to step and live in your truth. So if you know of an organization or a group of school kids who need a positive message, I would love to come talk to you offline. Send us an email, info at lovejays.com, so we can connect because I want to share this message because there are so many of us who are living right now a life or they feel very unfulfilled. Yes, you may have all the money or you may have all the freedom and flexibility, but you want something more. And I want to share my experience and a program that I've created that will allow you to unlock your purpose and then give you the keys to decide whether or not you want to start the car. We say this all the time, but we genuinely love connecting with all of you. So do not hesitate to send us an email, a DM, anything. And this Thursday, we're so excited because it's time for Pillow Talk Thursday, which is just going to be Justin and I hanging out in our bed on Facebook Live and Instagram Live, answering your questions and just talking about life. Bringing it to the real. You yeah. guys listen to us every single Tuesday, but it is a one-sided conversation. And sometimes it turns into a, a two-sided conversation with the emails you guys send or the comments you leave or DMs. But we just want to create a space that is relaxed. It's easy. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You may hear our dogs barking in the background yeah. because that's what they do. I think I'm going to make some popcorn. Yeah, I feel like I'm yeah, going to make just, popcorn. We're, just, we're really yeah. just <laughs> going to hang out and have a good time. So yeah. if there's any questions that you guys have have had for us and you were just like, I'm going through something and I want to talk about it. It was like, hey, I want you to expand upon this particular topic that you mentioned in the show. Great, let's do it. We are going to go live at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mm -hmm. And I know for our East Coast folks, and we have a lot of East Coast listeners, that is late. I understand. But Friday, we've talked about most of y'all ain't doing shit on Friday at work anyway. So you can (laughs) stay up an extra hour, maybe an hour and a half, and come kick it with the Love Jays and just talk about all the real. Again, we're going live at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we will be live for about 20 to 30 minutes. We, want, we don't want to keep everybody yeah, take up your whole too night. long, and if the conversation's flowing and the questions are still coming, you know, we can hold off till next week because, again, we want everyone to still enjoy their night and be able to go to bed. So it'll be about 20 to 30 minutes on Facebook and Instagram. Set a reminder in your phone. It's going down. Pillow Talk Thursday. I'm so excited. Life is just interesting right now. Something that we've been talking about in our private pillow talk time is children. When do we want to have kids? I, I, I think I'm getting... Why are you laughing at me? Because it's a weird conversation to have it publicly. Is, it's so awkward. It's, it's just awkward. 
Uh, you know, for those of you that have been following the show for a while, you know that basically as soon as we got married, people had questions about my uterus. Like, when are you having a baby? It's about that time. You know, you want to do it sooner rather than later. And I'm like, I'm 25. Calm down. Or 26. Had I just turned 26? No, you were still. You, tw- you were 25 started. when we got married. I was 25, yeah. And, and then I turned turn 26, 26 shortly after. Right. So anyway, I just felt like I just got engaged and then I just got married and now you want me to have a baby? This is a lot of life events in a very short amount of time. So I was very hostile every time someone brought up children. And you were you were open to it at first. Like when we first got married, you were like, I mean, if we had a kid, it wouldn't be the worst thing. And then you were like hard like, no. Yeah, I was cool off of that. Yeah. We because like, we, yeah. and we talked about like, our first two years of marriage were not a struggle. I but won't we, say tumultuous, but no. that's the word that comes to mind. <laughs> it's, not, it's not tumultuous. No, that's it's because, not that no, extreme. It, it's not that extreme at yeah. all. But it, it just took us getting to reconnect and, and know each other again. Even though Joy and I know each other very well, yeah. the roles of our lives had changed. And mm-hmm. our roles within our relationship well, have changed. Well, and they say that you change every 10 years. And we just hit 10 years, too. So it's like you... Re- you're changing as a person. Your relationship's changing. You're settling into new yeah, normals. There, there was a, and then those normals get shaken up. So and then, then we got a second dog. Yeah, there was yeah. just, there were a lot of new factors. Usually <laughs> pays a lot of this. I, I love my dog. <laughs> but there are a lot of new factors that came in. And I was just, okay, no, this is not it. And then I, I did honestly want to enjoy just being husband and wife. Yeah, me too. For, for married couples who had immediately had a kid once they got married, they said, I just wish we would have took a year or two just to enjoy what it was like to be married mm-hmm. without any kids. And so I, I took the, that to heart, but now that the conversation is starting to heat up in our household, and it's very... I, I laugh because it's strange to talk about publicly, but it's also strange to talk about to each other. It's like, okay, well, I want to have kids. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to... Re- like, with a dog, you just go out and buy a dog. Like, yeah. if you sit here, anything... Like, think about all the things you want <laughs> You have to make a baby. Correct. But, like, yeah. th- like, honestly, think about the things you want. Like, okay, I want a new car. We talk about it. We set aside the finances, and we go buy a new car. Oh, I want to move. Okay, we go look for a house and then we move. You want a dog? You go try, you look at dogs. You say, I like this one and you buy a dog. You can't do that with a kid. It's like, all right, I want to, I want a baby. Okay, so what are we going to do? What are the steps? And then we have to actively try to make a baby. A child, yeah. That is awkward. That is very awkward. I don't, I don't know. You guys may not think it's awkward, but as someone who's having these conversations, it's awkward. And it again, awkward we've been together for so long, and we're like giggling like, hey, are we having this conversation? Because it's just... It's awkward. It's awkward. Nobody nobody yeah, told awkward. us this conversation was awkward. I, think I knew it was going to be and awkward. And I think there are times where some people who end up pregnant, it's like they didn't really talk about it. Yeah. They're just going... You know, they're just, Which has always been my game plan, by the way. I never planned on planning for kids. I was just like, oh, I'll just end up knocked up while married, of course. But it'll just be like, you know, we'll have, be in a moment of passion. We'll be like, oh, oops. And then, you know, nine months later, here's this child. Like, that, that, that was my mindset. But then I realized that Justin and I are both way too responsible for that. <laughs> We're way too responsible. So there is no way that it's ever going to happen if we don't talk about it. No, it's not. And, and so Joy yeah. has, has, has brought up the conversation multiple times over the past few months, and I have thoroughly ignored the conversation. Because it started out as baby fever. And I was like, Am I, it's just because I'm ovulating. You know, my ba- my body is trying to have a baby. But then I realized, like, no, I'm actually kind of straight up just ready. 
Yeah, and we both, and that was a big turning point in our, our marriage is we both were able to look at each other and say we were emotionally ready to have a child. Yeah. And I had started to get it over the past probably a year, year and a half, is every time I see fathers interacting with their kids, it makes my, my heart dance. <laughs> and I'm like, man. You know, you know when you see those cute videos on social media yeah. of the fathers with their kids? I'm like, oh, like I'm just getting emotional for no reason. I was like, okay, so I think I'm, I'm turning a, a tide. And then when I interact with kids, I thoroughly enjoy the experience. And I used to be anti-kids. Like, I wouldn't even hold your baby. Yeah. And this was about probably six years ago. I'm like, oh, you have a newborn you want to hold? No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they look cute in I your still arms. have a thing with fresh children. I don't like, that's fresh out the womb. I, I'll hold them when their neck is more steady. <laughs> yeah, so I, but I, I was just starting to, to, to see the turn, and I was like, okay, we emotionally, I was ready and having conversations with a, a few of my friends that said, well, what happened if Joy came to you and said that you know she was pregnant? I said, I'd be excited. I'm looking forward to the next journey in our life. You know, mm-hmm. granted, we are on a new journey professionally, mm-hmm. you know, but as far as our relationship goes, I'm excited, you know, for this this new journey. But yeah. it, it's it's an interesting dynamic and conversation to have with your your spouse. Yeah. I think for me it's been analyzing because you know I'm highly analytical so for me it was realizing that the things that I was holding on to the freedom I'm no longer attached to those things I used to think I want to be free to do whatever and that's all good and well but I'm realizing I'm not enjoying it as much anymore I'm not doing those things as frequently Uh, I'm enjoying staying in which I always kind of have I've been more of a homebody anyway but and I'm starting to crave a family of my own uh, also I would say not it's cause it's not my age. I'm 28 years old. I'm turning 29 this year. I don't feel old by any means. I don't feel rushed in that regard, but I also, you know, for a long time we said, okay, at 30, we'll start trying. And I'm not feeling like I've got to wait exactly until 30. Now, does that mean I'm trying right this second? TBD, but at, at I don't feel like oh, I need to wait years and years because that's the age. Just like we look, I don't know why thirty is just the age for everything. It's it the, really is. It's like the year you start having children. It's the year the people say they're going to get married. It's the year uh, there is a for lot of career. pressure on thirty. Why thirty? Why? And I so I think I had to break that down for myself and just kind of listen to myself. And I, if I listen to myself, I'm cool. Granted, we were arguing about dishes last week, <laughs> but, <laughs> but but in all honesty, if our problems are dishes, we're we're okay. We're okay. So I'm I'm excited though. I'm excited for our next chapter whenever that may be. And I'm open into it being whenever now. So that's the that's the nice thing. For the first time in my life, I'm open. I'm open to the possibility of it being sooner rather than later. Yeah, and I, I think that's exactly where I'm at too. Mm-hmm. So don't start asking questions yeah. and DMs like, "Oh, so are y'all pregnant? Are you trying right, right now?" Like, this is a conversation right. that we are starting to have in our house. If household. I gain a little weight, don't be like when you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how the the journey unfolds, but it is definitely an interesting conversation that I didn't know was going to be like this. And I do want to mention the dishes really quick since we talked about the the, the dishes last week. Last This past week was my turn to do dishes. Yes. And if Joy noticed... You did them a lot. I did. Yeah, there were a lot of dishes in the sink. That's what you realize. Oh and gosh. the kitchen stayed clean. So now it's transitioned back to Joy. 
I'm hoping that she's mo- she saw the, the model of it. good behavior on, on what it was supposed to look like to keep the kitchen clean. And, and I have, now I have my fingers crossed that, that the kitchen will, will be clean. I'm going to do better this, this week than I did my week. Your first I, week? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do better. <laughs> I, I sure hope so. Because I, I realized, but I told you I realized that that was my bad. After I got mad. <laughs> Correct. After I got mad, I was like, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> That's just the worst. When you get all huffy and puffy, and then when you calm down, you realize, you know what? That was actually my bad. And then you have to go say sorry. And I was a big enough woman to say. You'll be I, better. I, no, I apologize. I said, you know what? I realized that we made an agreement, and I fell back on that agreement. And I apologize. Did I not? You did. I was, like, I was trying to think. I was like, did you actually apologize I or actually, did you recognize your wrongs? Because uh, there's a difference <laughs> when someone who recognizes their wrongs and apologizes. And I don't know if you said you were sorry. I, think, I did. No, nah, I don't think I so. I did the very next morning. I, I, I don't think know. so. I didn't say I'm sorry. Exactly. I just said I was apologize. wrong. And this is what, see, this is what Joy does. I, and I want you guys to start noticing the people in your life. Like There are people who will, who will recognize and identify their wrongdoing. But they're not going to apologize Justin, for those wrongdoings. You're I not say sorry. a sorry person. That's a <gasps> joy. Justin. How many times have I come back and said, no, you're right. I apologize for that. Dozens. Yeah, I have apologized fair. hundreds more I times I just don't think I hear, I'm sorry. I have said Maybe I'm you sorry. you do say I apologize, yeah. Joy doesn't say or that. Or my bad. <laughs> no, I know. I will intentionally say, because I know people need to hear that. There's a difference between recognizing oh, I was wrong in the situation. Okay, you being wrong in the situation, thanks for acknowledging that, but are, are you then apologizing for your wrongdoing? And right. I don't think Joy has ever done that, and that's why she's sitting okay, here laughing right let now. let me take this moment to say I apologize, and I am sorry. Thank you. For not taking care of the dishes the way that we pretty much agree that they would be taken care of. My, my bad, Shotty. I appreciate that. Y'all need to take some inventory. Listen to listen to, to when when people come back and you're I feel you're in a tip like with maybe someone. I apologize. I don't think you apologize. I don't think you're but an apologizer. Here's the thing: is I can't. I I am an apologizer. I do apologize to people. It may take me a while, but just I just not do me. Apologize. Okay, cool. I got you. I apologize to you. I it's not as I don't do you as dirty. <laughs> you're constantly doing me dirty. You know it. What? Because you're so grumpy. Like so, you you constantly say little things that you need to apologize for. I just don't do that as much. And and then on other, I'm not gonna apologize for being myself ever. Like that's not gonna happen. I didn't say that. So I'm, I'm so- just saying. So that's that's where I'm mostly unapologetic. But if I really do something wrong. I typically apologize. You can't even say that with a straight face. That's why you're out here I twitching, really said- rolling your eyes, <laughs> clicking the pen. You can't. You can't I, even. I'm glad you just saw that. I was clicking. Yeah, the you pen. can't. You can't even focus because you know for I'm sure. Sitting here, you know what it is because I. You know when somebody forces you to sniff your own shit, you're like, wait a minute, do I not apologize? No. And, and, and then I'm wondering too, is it all in my head? Like, am I just apologizing in my brain? I don't know. Well, I, my apologies if I haven't apologized enough. Oh, so now you're just yeah, going to just take a sweeping. So yes, it's a blanket apology to... for all the times that I missed out. And from here forward, if I owe an apology, I will make sure to actually say the words, I apologize. You heard it here first. Yes. Hashtag growth. So we'll keep you posted on the kid conversation. We're not, don't get too excited, but 
I don't know. I, the conversation is definitely happening, and it's blossoming, and it's exciting. So we are bringing you into our, our personal bedroom, and remember, yeah. we will be bringing you into our bedroom again. Yes. This Thursday, 8 o'clock p.m., Pacific Standard Time, Pillow Talk Thursday. If you are not following us on Instagram, at LoveJ is official. And if you don't like us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash AskLoveJays. We have the, the thing where all of our social channels are different yeah. because characters are too long here. We, we created Facebook 12 years ago before we <laughs> right. had the vision that we do now. So it's all over the place. And that's why in the show we always say just go to our website and you can find all the icons to keep you there. But facebook.com slash AskLoveJays. Instagram at Love Jay's official Pillow Talk Thursday yes. eight o'clock p.m. Set a reminder in your phone so you remember. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review and of course share it with your friends. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. Head over to our website lovejays.com and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday and on Thursday. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.